previously on Two Past Midnight. Shit. All right. Yeah, Doc's able to actually stamp out that part of the fire where it had spread. So I blast the first one as I grab the second one's gun and rip it out of his hands. That actually knocks him the fuck out. Did we subdue him? I don't. Yes, I don't want to kill him. Yeah, like I said, that knocks him the fuck out. Incapacitated from damage. I love Emmett so much. Doc is going to move over to Major Winkler and try to stabilize him. His hand slowly goes limp and falls to the ground, and he's just staring wide-eyed into Doc's face. He lets go of the sniper rifle and just grabs his grabs his pistol and points it at his head and fires. original 15 civilians died in that as well of the 15 fighting force because Alex is here with Emmett number two and then these four right here that's six that's why I said nine that's nine casualties of all that oh wait this guy's gone oh he's unconscious so what you're saying is we probably shouldn't celebrate the win <laughs> I'm not saying that. It's still a win. Yeah, but there's a lot of probably uh, dads and brothers. and <laughs> There are a lot of bodies around. That's I mean, that's just what the nature of the beast is. So, And none of them belong to Yuri. Unless that mofo happened to be inside of that thing and got taken out with the first blast. So we open with a uh, shot on the inside of a uh, one of the gas 66. We see Yuri sitting there. In the background, you can see the village. You see gunshots going off. You can see, you know, sprays bullets coming from the bell tower. And uh, you can see the bonfires around. We see Yuri sitting there watching everything. He looks over at the driver and he says, go. Drive. Vehicle starts up and drives off. We come back to the village. There's that um, unmistakable smell of gunpowder everywhere. You can see the um, bodies of Soviet soldiers, some of the local civilians that were part of the militia that you guys had kind of put together to help defend the village. We see Father Roberts uh, checking on the, the elderly and the children that were in the chapel. We see Doc still trying to see if there's anything he can do with, with Major Winkler. But there's uh, nothing he can do. And um, this is where we are. So to not start on a completely downer note like that, we're going to do experience points. Hey. Right? All right. So Brian gets two personal experience points. 
one for just playing and one at some point for all of the fucking awesome things that happened during all of that. Chris, you also get two personal ones. Because you guys all did a fucking amazing job. Uh, same with Kyle, too. And to Jeremy, too. The only ones I'll ever get to spend. <laughs> yeah, but you got a whole bunch right now. You've got the most of those uh, personal ones. Right, but none of my PCs have experience points because they all died. So That's fair. <laughs> they haven't all died. Just two of them. Other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Emmett. Emmett gets two experience points for Emmett. Harrison gets two, Murphy gets two, and Cole gets two. So, so if you guys were going to spend it on anything, it would be after you sleep tonight, tomorrow at some point. Oh, the other thing, unit morale. So previously, your guys' unit morale was based off of uh, Major Winkler's command score. So now it should be based off of your whoever has the highest one in your unit. And I don't... I think it's Emmett, right? Uh, yeah, Emmett's got a D. Yeah, so your unit morale should be a D. Yikes. And then it would go up because you had a major victory, but then it would go down because some, you know, losses and whatnot. So it kind of balances out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so if anyone wants to spend experience points on anything, you're more than welcome to do so now. Do we know it's Yuri? Or was that simply Winkler that knew that? Um, no, no, you guys knew, because you heard him on the radio. Okay, I didn't know. If we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you heard him on the radio. Yeah, I think we established that right before the fight started. That, you know. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just never got a chance to discuss it as a group. Yeah. But, I mean, if you guys would rather wait and spend your experience points later on and then... You know, just spend them whenever. That's fine. I just wanted to award them before I forgot about them. So, this is where things are. What do you guys want to do? Cole would be just stumbling through. He's still pretty darn injured from where he was incapacitated for a large amount of time. So, he's uh, kind of dragging himself back and forth. But he's... Cole's mad. Cole's, you know... With it being Yuri and everything and him making the uh, decision at one point to try to leverage him for information and not take him out, Cole can't stop pacing back and forth. And he's muttering to himself that we need to we need to go after him and put a stop to this. I'm tired of this. I know how he thinks. He's just going to regroup and try again. If it will... Uh head over to Cole and take his uh, uh, garden shears from him. <laughs> uh-huh. He's going to walk over to the special ops guy that he knocked out and then he is going to uh, lop off his pinky toe to see if he wakes up. Oh, yeah? Okay. Alright, so yeah, I'm going to say he wakes up startles up ah, ah, and goes to stand up I will uh, grab a hold of him and 
just start yelling at him, Where's Yuri? Where is your base? He just kind of looks at you out of it a little bit from the head wound, obviously. So he was kind of stumbling when he stood up. He's like, Not anything. And he's kind of just like mumbling in Russian. Cole walks over and places the pistol at the side of his face. I'm not screwing around here. He's not been with your, with you guys very long. You owe him nothing. Where is Jury? He just kind of looks at you. He's got a little bit of blood dripping down the corner of his mouth. I'm not telling you anything. Is there a torture mechanic built into this game? There is. <laughs> It'll take some time, though. Uh, I got nothing but time. Yeah, um, Cole's played this game before, so he he would immediately go into let's get some information however we have to. So Father Roberts walks back. What are you doing? What are you doing? You cannot do this here. You cannot do this here. Father, you may want to step out of the room for a moment. You may want to take this out of my church. This is a house of God. God isn't the one that stopped you from getting killed just a moment ago, so... Please, take this out of my chapel. You want us out of here in a way? If he's got the information that tells us where to go, we can go. You got blood to clean up. What's another gallon? Mr. Cole, Captain Emmett, don't, don't, don't be doing that. That that just makes us no better than them. We we already just, just lost Major Winkler. Don't don't sink to their level. I could care less what a reverend at the end of the world thinks of me. You can question this man elsewhere. Please do not do it in my chapel. Should have let it burn to the ground. And we'll drag him. I don't know where we gotta drag him. We ain't dragging him far. We're just gonna get him outside of this building. All right. So you guys take him outside. I don't like this one one bit. By the way, guys, I think Murph is still laying uh, in the brush. He is still laying in the brush. So, uh, all right. So you guys take the guy outside and you're going to try to interrogate him, I assume? Yes. All right. Well, we will handle that later. Harrison, what are you doing? He was just trying to talk them out of torturing the guy. Mm-hmm. They took him outside. Where is Major Winkler right now? In the chapel. He's dead. He's dead. I get that he's dead, but <laughs> is Doc still with him, or is he the body just kind of still there? Uh, The body's just kind of there, because Doc realized there wasn't anything else he could do, so he was just seeing, like going around checking anybody else, seeing what else he can can do. He just goes and takes a knee by Major Winkler. I- I'm sorry we lost you, Major Winkler. I'm, I'm sorry that, that, that this happened to you. You're a good man. You're a good man. We're going to miss your, your direction and leadership. And he just kind of slowly turns and slowly walks out of the chapel of the rail after these guys and and try to talk them out of torturing them. Oh, okay. 
Doc like, looks at Father Roberts and he says, um, can I get some, uh, a couple of people to give me a hand getting uh, Murphy? He's uh, still out there. I figured we might want to bring him back in. Or at least I'll go check on him and see if he uh, wants to come back in. Maybe he wants to stay out there and just keep an eye out on things. So Doc walks out. Murphy. Murphy. Hey, um, you good? Seems like we're, uh, we're at the end of this. I don't hear any engines or anything out there, do you? My ears are fucking ringing. Why don't you leave me here for a little bit in case there's any stragglers or they, they try to make a little second wave? All right. Good. Actually, uh, actually good just right here. Okay. And uh, Murph actually reloads his uh, hyper rifle. Doc goes back in and uh, goes and talks to um, Father Roberts again. He's like, um, Father, could I get a hand? I want to just go check and uh, see if there's anyone else out there that's just injured and possibly, you know, I can help him in some way. Father Roberts says, yes, hold on. He looks over at uh, the person that up till now we've called number two. <laughs> and uh, he looks over at him and he says, um, Dennis Wolf, would you mind uh, helping the medic? He could probably use backup just in case. He stares at Father Roberts for a long time. Doesn't say anything. And then stands up from the church pew he's been sitting in and he looks at Doc and just begins to walk out the door. Doc just kind of wants to go around to where there were different people injured at different locations. Um, so yeah, so you guys head over to that house to the far east. And we cut back over to Emmett and Cole. And Harrison, I guess, who's gone out there to try to talk them into not torturing the dude. Um, well, Ref, I think we're kind of waiting on how torture mechanics work before we start RP in this too much. Well, here's the thing. It will take a while. So, I mean, it's a roll against stamina. You know what I mean? It's an opposed roll against his stamina is what it is. So if that's any indication, it's not a thing where you're like, tell me where he is. He's like, okay, fine. I'll tell you. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, it takes way longer. So. That's it's an opposed roll, a opposed persuasion roll, but it's against his stamina instead of persuasion. That sounds way more fun. All right, but my question is, okay, then does the stamina go down at all as we uh, push him beyond his damage threshold over and over again? No, no, no. Okay. Well, unless you have a really high persuasion there, Cole, we are never getting this nut to crack. Persuasion? No, I have nothing in persuasion, okay? I have a C, so... It's empathy, yeah. yeah. Empathy and, and persuasion. And we're, yeah. we're supposed... These are, these are ones we want to succeed, not fail. <laughs> yeah, you want to succeed it, yeah. I want to succeed in persuasion, so I have a C and a C, so that's my best option. I was just really hoping to get pluses based off of cutting off toes. You got a plus one. 
Is that just because Cole's helping me do it? Plus two. Person actually has a B in per, in uh, empathy. Are you going to assist in this torture? Not in the torture, but Harrison would be willing to talk to the guy and try to persuade him. Easing with him. I've already cut a toe off. We're done talking. <laughs> you can go back in the church there, Private. Either way, you guys are out here cutting off toes and yelling and screaming at this Russian guy that's, you know, whatever. And Harrison comes walking out. Guys, th- th- this isn't the right thing to do. We, th- don't don't be torturing this man. I point the gun at Harrison's head. You'll remember that you're only here alive because I chose not to kill you for your malfeasance. I'm finding my way to Yuri. Be helpful or be quiet. I, I can't, can't believe you said that. Harrison just looks at Cole dog that you just kicked lumps his shoulders walks back into the church does Harrison know what malfeasance means (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) he probably thinks he called him some like mean name or something he went inside to look it up (laughs) (laughs) Father Roberts what does malfeasance mean you got a dictionary (laughs) you got one of them dinosaur books (laughs) <laughs> Preferably one in English. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he looks, like, heartbroken. And Emmett is still running off the adrenaline of uh, basically hand-to-hand beating the crap out of these two dudes. And Cole is still Cole. And knowing that so many people just died and seeing Winkler, who was... uh. Yet again, Emmett's buddy. That's now the second, third buddy that Emmett has lost. So Emmett is really just uh, angry with himself. Uh, Almost angry with God at this point. As he even explained to Cole that, you know, being kind to our enemies was... Uh, what God would have us do. Now it has cost Winkler his life and taken half the population of this town out. So Emmett has kind of put his religion aside as he is getting ready to take off uh, piggy number two off of this guy. I mean, based off of that description, I mean, because... Even if it's not precisely what his moral code is, I kind of feel like Emmett needs to roll a moral code thing on this one, like coolness under fire. You know what I mean? Two successes. Okay. Lop that toe. Lop that toe. (laughs) Alright, so as the night goes on, we can hear the screams of this Russian man. Saying he's, you know, not going to tell you guys anything, yada yada yada, your beatings and you know, waking him up and you know, bringing him back to consciousness. We're by a creek. I'd like to put some, uh, some slight drownings. Right, right. I mean, it goes on for a while because this guy's not, you know, just some average Joe schmo. You know, he's been trained to deal with these kind of things. You know, 
Um, while this is happening, we can see Doc and uh, Stanislav going around and um, checking on people. Doc seeing if there's anything else he can do. They find you know some bodies in the house. They go back in and they get Harrison to see if he could give him a hand. Uh, at the very least, maybe gather up whatever they can find gear-wise off of the Soviets that are around also. I'll, I'll go pick up whatever you need me to. No, no, no problem. I prefer to be alone right now anyways. All right, so... And just to, like, skip ahead, basically. Um, you're kind of wandering around, picking up whatever you can find. You get over near the APC, uh, Harrison, to kind of loot weapons and whatever you can find. You notice that, like, the engine's still running. They, like, drove up and hit that rock there, and it was just like... Like, the tires are spinning and shit, but that's... That's it. Like, it's sitting there idling, really. What do you do? I, I ain't gonna touch it, though, because la- last time I touched something, it-, it went boom. He's gonna gather up the stuff that he has and back to the... Well, I mean, Doc and uh, Stanislav are right there, too, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't want to mess with this thing, because I-, I think it might be booby-trapped. Stanislav walks up to it, and he takes a peek in... When you peek in, you can see actually that the driver got hit, right? When the rocket went in, it hit the fucking driver. Like, it went th- like through him and it exploded. Like, he was the first oh, thing okay. that got taken out, which is why it veered off, right? You can kind of tell that it, like, hit the magazine where the ammo was being stored. But it's still running. The engine's still apparently not blown to shit. And apparently the fuel's still there. He's going to go to the driver's position and turn the engine off. Okay. Is it still on fire? No. It went over the fire. It never burst into flames. That was all you guys being like, it burst into flames in the fuel. That never happened. Yeah, that's fine. Theater of the mind, baby. Theater of the mind. (laughs) Then, since there's still a bonfire below it. It's out by now. Because okay. the, they've been sitting on top of it. <laughs> if there's no fire, then I'm just going to turn off the engine and then yeah. um, he, he's going to go over it and see what kind of parts he can pick off of it. All right. So, Harrison, I'm going to assume you're still there with them. As you guys are looking it over, you look at the fuel gauge. It's like 90% full. Huh. I'm just throwing out a percentage. It's 325 liters. Huh. Gas or alcohol? Alcohol. Will this thing drive? Um, no, the vehicle won't drive. It, like, it's it's not operational at this point. It's just it's the, the engine's still running. So, but it from the damage that it took, it won't go. If you know what I mean, like it, it's not drivable. Basically, the rocket took out the whole driving area. Is probably more accurate way of describing it. Steering is shot. Mm. Controls are all gone. But it's worth parts. And it has about 325 liters, if you had to estimate. We still got that Hummer way back over yonder. 
The other thing that you notice when you do investigate to see what it's running off of, like if it's gas or whatever, it has a very specific smell to the alcohol. Like the the biodiesel. Old French fries. Yep. More like if you were rendering fat or fuel. Is made from animal? Partially animal, yeah. Like it has that hint of that smell to it. Smells like lard. I didn't know vehicles could run on that. Vehicles run on many things. You could totally render pig fat to make, you know, biodiesel. I definitely did not know that. We just eat our animals. Animals good for many things. In uh, my grandfather's time, they would use pig fat to grease steam engines. I lived on a farm my whole damn life, and I never heard anything like that. I think you speak in some nonsense, sir. You are a rich American. What do you know of farming? <laughs> rich? You crazy man. I just grew up on the farm the whole time. I, we ain't rich. We we had we had to grow what we ate. And what you had to grow was plentiful, no? It was hard work, and and we had you know we sold whatever we didn't need. Hmm. I am sure your maid had a maid as well. Hmm? He ain't got no maid, sir. I was in a bad mood. Thank you for making me laugh. That That's just funny. Maid? I, I was... Me and my brothers were the maid. You crazy man. So Doc kind of looks at you guys and, um... He says, um... I think... I think we're gonna have to do something with all these bodies. We should bury them proper. I mean, I counted nine of your, um... Friends, uh... Stannis Wolf? Is that right? There are many. There are many dead. I'm I'm very sorry for your loss. Um I mean, we should definitely bury them and Major Winkler. The rest of them, as far as I'm concerned, we could probably burn them in the fire. They can all go in fire. I mean I I guess it's probably up to their families inside, I assume, how they would want to handle it. I just, I just figured I'd want to at least give them the option. Very few families still intact here. Most of us are pieces and parts. That's fair. Cremation is still respectful, but Father Robert may have... personal preference or religious preference. He might. I think that we should bury him. I, I don't mind helping dig the holes give me something to do. Alright. So at the very least, they spend most of the evening gathering up these bodies from all around, everywhere. We cut back over to Emmett and Mr. Cole. So, this is how we're going to do it. It is an opposed persuasion roll. You get a plus one because your opponent is being held captive. And I'm going to give you another plus one because... Either Cole is helping Emmett or Emmett is helping Cole. And it's against his stamina. Another plus one because I've been torturing people for decades. Um, there's <laughs> a skill 
I know. I couldn't get it. <laughs> you know who does have it? Yuri. <laughs> oh, I bet he does. Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll roll it. Um, 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 um. All right. Let's roll this. Emmett, you get a plus two. Plus two, so that makes it a B and a B, right? Um, What does it start at? I got a C and a C, correct? So Yep, B and then that B. makes it a B and a B. So that's 2D10. Yep. Uh, one success. Okay. Do you want to push that roll? Mm, yes. But I already have one success, so I just roll 1d10, correct? Correct. Oh! Ah, oh. oh, a one! I love it. I love it. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Coolness under fire. Okay, I was assisting. Oh. Not for that one. It's being able to re-roll the one, not negate the one on the push. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, and two negatives! So that's a one and then two more ones. This goes to show that torture is 100% against Emmett's character. Absolutely. Yes. Dude, the dice gods have decided. Okay, so what does this look like then, Emmett? Because the way you described it before, Emmett was going in like he was cold. But something happens. Well, I mean, it's, it's Emmett's heart. You know what I mean? It's So as I'm like on toe number two with the the pruning shears... You know, this is still a human being. This is still a physical representation of God as a human. So as the adrenaline starts to uh, leave Emmett, Emmett wants nothing more than to kill Yuri for all of the crimes. He has tried to justify God as the reason for why we didn't kill Yuri the first time we saw him walking down the driveway of the farmhouse. But now there are bodies everywhere in this town as death just seems to follow Emmett around. But there is still in his core this love of people and this wanting to do good and wanting to be more than just the killing machine that he seems to be. Yeah, so through all of that, you you see the, that Spetsnaz, he's still there and he like looks up at you guys. He's like, I'm not telling you anything. Fuck you. Fuck you. And he kind of smiles. Cole notices this isn't going anywhere and places his pistol at the back of the guy's head and pulls the trigger. Which is a, a failed empathy roll. Oh, yes. Yeah. I ain't got no empathy. Yep. Boom. So it's just a failed empathy roll to be able to do it, but you still have to roll coolness under fire to not take a point of stress. I've been killing people my whole life. I ain't got no stress. Killed them. No stress. Emmett, you have a point of stress. <laughs> so remember that. Or mark on your sheet. Yeah, I already did. Okay. Holy fuck. All of that went exactly the way it should have. <laughs> Cole puts the pistol in the man's mouth. He doesn't do it back of the head. He just puts it in the guy's mouth. It says, 
we're going to get to Yuri one way or the other. You're not going to be a part of it. And he pulls the trigger and just blows out the back of his head. And as he falls, without skipping a beat, Cole just starts searching the body and pulling everything he can off of it. Like, it's not a thing at all. All right. After Cole blows his, this guy's brains out, Emmett, in defeat, basically just tosses the shears down on the body, basically giving them back to Cole, and uh, turns around and starts heading back to the church. Um, almost disgusted with himself, disgusted with Cole, because we're not a single step closer to Yuri or his son, and just starts heading inside. Cole would say, hey, Emmett, but I assume Emmett would just keep going. Yep. On him, you find uh, a full magazine from it, for his rifle, um, his AK-74, and a uh, knife. That's pretty much what he's got on him. Cole goes, ooh, and puts the knife at his side. Cole grabs the rifle and heads in. As Cole goes in, he goes past Father Roberts, and he goes... No disrespect, Father, but business is business, and unless we get this taken care of, everybody's going to end up dead. I understand you feel you need to do things this way, but I would prefer if they just were not done in here. Yeah, I got some preferences too, but so far nobody's listened. And I walk over to the salvage pile of all kinds of different things. So who has the empty 357? Emmett. Gotcha. I assume so, at least still from Parju. Yeah, it's the old one from Parju. Yep. For Emmett, it is basically a tombstone for Clark. Ah, gotcha. It was Clark's weapon. He gave it to me as we moved into that room, and then I used it to beat that guy who killed Clark to death, so... Mm-hmm. I was just curious if we found any ammo for it ever. No, we have not, and we probably won't. But <laughs> it will ride on Emmett's hip for the rest of Emmett's time. I mean, if you guys get to a larger than a small village settlement, there might come a point where you guys can actually buy things. You know what I mean? Like Speaking of which, you guys find, over the course of all your searching, uh, 36... Uh, AK-74s. Jeez. Right? We're AK-rich. Also, 54 reloads for those. So there's 54 magazines of ammunition for those AK-74s. Same number of steel helmets, whatever you guys want to do with those. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's morning and you guys are all back in the church. What do you guys want to do? Cole would lay down for a rest. Or he does. Cole, you really shot that dude, huh? He wasn't of any more help to us. What are we going to do? Just put him in the corner like a bobblehead? Stay icy, brother. Got it. You do realize he would have killed you and every innocent woman and child in here without a second thought. You don't have to justify it to me. Apparently I do because you keep bringing it up. I did what needed to be done. God knows you wouldn't have done it. Kyle, this is Murph, not... Oh, it's Murph, sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry, that was, that was still talking about. I was, I was, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Murph is like, what you got to do? Stay icy, brother. I'm good. And then Cole, Cole, like I said, Cole's still on his last leg from taking quite a bit of damage. So he would just be kind of sitting down, laying down in the corner. He would grab uh, two more reloads for the AK. We didn't happen to find any uh, specialty ammo from the APC, did we? Yeah, what did that have on it? Chance there was a 50 cal machine gun on it? Odds are, no. Well, uh, well, odds are is we threw a rocket right through the windshield, so... And it hit the magazine. Yeah, a lot of the ammo went off before, so... Not having the ammo actually probably played better for us than them being able to shoot that thing. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, its its main weapon is a KPV. It, it's KPV, so it's not. Yeah, that that doesn't do that. I've thrown a lot of bullets away between this nonsense and the Parju nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. KPV, wait, that's not... I'm an idiot. We roleplayed poorly, ref. Apparently. Where, where did you guys get to? <laughs> Is there 50 cal ammo in the BTR? Yeah, no, it does not have 50 cal ammo. It was not Chris that asked this. No, it was me, and I wasn't <laughs> even asking for 50 cal ammo. I was looking for <laughs> chain ammo. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. It, it wouldn't even be the right ammo for what your uh, yeah. 240 has either. It's a totally different. Yeah, it's closer to the 50 cal, but you wouldn't want to go putting that ammo in a 50 cal unless you want your, you know, 50 cal to blow up. I mean, I have a, a 240 and a 249, so <laughs> I'm scrounging for anything. <laughs> I have thrown a lot of ammo away. <laughs> Okay, the 249 shoots the same ammo as the M16 and the M14, right? It's the same 5.56 ammo. The 240 shoots uh, 7.62, which is closer to what the AK-47 shoots, not the 74. But still not the right casing size. Right, and I still haven't found any additional ammo for all the bullets I have thrown away. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, there's some AKs sitting around. Some. He said some. <laughs> yeah, 36 of them. <laughs> and what did I say? 54. 54. 54 magazines. Oh, and 24 field rations. Mm. You also managed to scrounge from these guys, probably from the actual um, APC. Or like on them or whatever. But yeah. And 325 liters of fuel. I just want I just want Emmett to not ever make me his buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how it works, but <laughs> it ain't worked so far. Yeah, so the sun's coming up. You guys are all in the chapel. Stanislav is in the cemetery um, digging holes. Okay. Fa- Father Roberts... Catholic. Do Catholics still have the objection to cremation, or is that, I is that still a thing? I don't know. Let's ask a Catholic. Chris? Welcome to this segment of 
Grass and Catholic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I I know when I was a kid, it was a thing. Well, I mean, the thing is, is this is like old school Poland, right? You know, so like if they're going to be old school Catholic, they're like old school Catholic. Yeah. So okay. if there's an issue with it, then yes, but I'll, I don't. I'm going to err on the side of caution and just say that Stanislav thinks they should be burying bodies and stuff. Um, the Vatican announced Tuesday that Catholics may be cremated, but should not have their ashes scattered at sea or kept in urns. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with no. Apparently, none of us are Catholic enough to know this. So yeah, no, I'm gonna go with no. I definitely think that they should be buried. So, yeah. <laughs> In short, as the sun's coming up, Stanislav is still out there. He hasn't gone to sleep yet. He's just out there digging graves. Yeah, Doc's helping you dig graves. Yeah, I was gonna say it's up to you guys and what they do with the bodies, but I mean that makes the most sense. So, I'm going to say the body's buried. Uh, someone roll me a D6, actually. That's a two. All right, still cloudy. And what are you guys doing? We're in the morning shift. Nine graves is a lot of graves. That is a lot of graves. What was the decision that we're going to burn the Russian bodies? Doc was down for that. He also doesn't want to have to dig, you know, 45 graves. Oh, yeah, because we still have the first battle of Russian bodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of bodies. Yeah, those other six. So, yeah, that's another six on top of that that you guys already looted. Yeah. So really, that's 41. That's 50 bodies sitting around right now. Totally, including the people, the villagers that are gone as well. Harrison will will dig. He'll do whatever keeps his mind off the fact that he got kicked like a dog. I I can't believe I can't can't believe that that Mr. Cole said that to me. I I don't want to be around any of these guys right now. And and Cap Captain Emmett w- w- t- trying to torture that guy. I, I just, I, I'm going to go dig. Dennis Wav, he's just going to dig until Father Roberts tells him to stop. He's just going to keep burying, he, he's going to try to bury everybody because he knows it's the right thing to do, but he also doesn't care enough one way or the other. So Father Roberts walks out after you've dug about nine graves and uh, you're starting to work on the 10th one. And he's like, Stanislav, those Soviets are more than likely not Catholic. Is your rules, Father. But if they do not go on the ground, then so be it. Where should I take them? I mean, you guys do have those uh, bonfires, which Doc kind of recommends. I will point out, and this is probably a good time to point this out, you do notice as you were getting the bodies of the people that were coming in that they're not all in uniforms. Like, I'd say about a quarter of them were, like, in civilian clothes, it seems like. They weren't actually in camis. camis. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't seem like they were regular Soviets. How do we know they are not Catholic? 
but it does not matter either way to me. All I know is the Soviets are more than likely not. I mean, maybe they are. Who knows? So to the bonfires? Um, that's what I'd recommend, what Doc says. Very well. We gotta do something with them, so... It's gonna smell terrible, but... I mean, we should probably... Um, he kind of, like, puts his finger up just to see, like, the direction of the wind. And it's like, we should probably burn them over there. So they're not, you know, blowing back on us, at least. We'll smell like fall. So we'll say that's, that gets done. You guys are burning the bodies. We're in the church. And, uh... Oh. I'm gonna assume they buried Major Winkler, too. So... As a, that was the tenth grave. <laughs> that was the tenth grave. Doc comes inside, and uh, um, Mister Mister uh, Mister Emmett uh, Cole, um, we're gonna we're gonna bury Major Winkler now. Do you uh, want to come out? Emmett will uh, help get Winkler outside. I'll help you carry him, Captain Emmett. You guys lay uh, Major Winkler's body down in the grave. And, um... It's still cloudy. In the distance, you can see the smoke from the bonfire where you're burning up the the bodies. And, uh, there's still that smell of the gunfight. I'm assuming Harrison's over here, too. Is Murphy there? Somebody brought him out there. Sure, they would have brought you out. I assume so, at least. Nah. They lower Major Winkler down in the grave. Doc kind of looks down and says, I kind of feel bad for answering the radio. Is everybody going to say something for, for Major Winkler? Captain Emmett? At this point, Harrison, what do you want to say about him? We do this guy less than two days. He saved... He saved our rear end coming uh, with those refugees coming across the bridge. He tried to talk us out of this situation. And then he took a round to the neck. He seemed like a good man, but I don't know. I just wanted to say that he treated me right and he seemed like a good man. That's all. We'll be missed, Major Winkler. You kind of brought order to this group. Been You've been dead a few hours, and look what's happened. Torturing and, and killing unarmed. I, I, I don't know what to think. He just kind of turns around and links off. Well, uh, Cat Mamet, I imagine this, uh, Probably not the last time we're going to dig graves, huh? No, Doc, I don't think it is. This ain't our first, this ain't our last. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Fill that hole in, we've got work to do. And Emmett will uh, head back up to the top of the bell tower. Yep, went to the wrong time, but I'm heading to the right one.
Oh, you were trying to do the Brian one where we're, we're all on uh, Greenwich Mean Time? Yes. yes. <laughs> Actually, all the do, same time, man. <laughs> do apologize. I've been recording for like 35 minutes because I didn't expect us to. In what world did you not see this coming? There, there's part of me that kind of thinks we're only actually going to get one episode recorded tonight because I feel like absolute ass. So it's fun. That's just my. Then why did I just pour myself a double tequila? Because you're an alcoholic. I can find one for you pretty easily, actually. <laughs> I know people. Yeah. There's some pretty good ones in Ohio, actually. Yeah, but he's not a veteran. Started. Does that matter? <laughs> Don't have to be a veteran. I'm a veteran. I've been drinking okay, for years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kyle. It's a comeback. <laughs>